0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is understand the tribulation. Now, I've got emails from you, which, by the way, thank you very much for sending your emails to me, especially sending me information. I get a lot of the information that I put on the program from you, so thank you very much. But I'm getting emails. A lot of people say, "Look at Stan, you know, we're we're in the tribulation." Other emails say, "Look at Stan, <laughs> you know, we're not in the tribulation." Uh, well. I'm probably 99.5% there. It's That's just a very, very big statement to say we're in the tribulation. And I think that there will be an event that will come up that will kick me on over to the yes side. And I'm almost there, but I'm not quite there yet. I want I put out several fleeces. I've asked the Lord, you know, if we're really in the tribulation, then this is what I'd like you to do. And those fleeces have not come back yet. And when he for absolute positively convinces we me that we are in the tribulation, I'll tell you, I think we're indefinitely in the tribulation. Right now, I think by 99.5%, we probably are. Now, to that degree, if we're in the tribulation, then all of a sudden Bible prophecy becomes extremely important, extremely important that we understand this. So here's the deal. <clears throat> it's 909 uh, 909- on November 30th when I'm recording this. Normally, I record typically in the morning or at least the early afternoon. But it's been really, really busy. And I worked several hours to get the presentation all put together to make the program for today. And just as I was getting ready to record, all of a sudden I got this great big yawn. Now, for those of you who haven't been following us for a long time, When God is trying to say yes to me, then he will touch me with an anointing that feels kind of like someone walking up behind you and just touching one little hair on your head. I mean, there's other ways, but that's the most common way. Or if he's really trying to say no, I'll get a really big yawn. And this started, you know, 25 years ago when I was talking to a potential speaker and all of a sudden I started yawning and it got worse and worse until I couldn't even talk to the guy for me yawning and I really wasn't that tired so I finally got smart and I said Lord <laughs> are you trying to say something to me and so I finally figured out when he gives me a yawn he's saying no don't do that so as I was about to make the program today I got a really big yawn and so I what <laughs> what do you want it to be on and and he spoke to my heart real clear and said This is what I want it to be on. I want you to start telling them about Bible prophecy. Now, the reason he's telling me to do that is because we might just be in the tribulation. If we're not in the tribulation, we're certainly close to it. And so now, understanding Bible prophecy is no more a hobby. To most of us, figuring out the end-time riddle, as some people say, of end-time Bible prophecy is just that. It's a riddle. Okay, it's not a riddle anymore, it's not a hobby anymore, this is our life. So we have to understand. So let me go through. Matter of fact, before I get, it's not the order I was going to do it in, I'm going to talk about this chart, and I'm going to talk about this chart. And I wasn't going to talk about this until the end, but I, again, I just felt a nudge, go ahead and talk about this right up front. I strongly recommend that you get this package. This package will help you to understand Bible prophecy. And I'm right now promoting you from normal person up to watchman, meaning that you are now called to teach this to other people, okay? In the name of Jesus, you're watching this right now. You are watchman in the name of Jesus. That means you're called to teach this to others. Don't think you got to have 40 years of research like, and memorize the book of Revelation like, you don't, you don't have to have all that. All you have to do is to say yes when God sends you someone to do your best to try to teach them. However, these are the materials that I strongly recommend you get. First thing is two two two-foot by three-foot charts, which I'm about to talk about. And I've got those charts right here. This is what they look like. Big charts, okay? Big charts like this. Two-foot by three-foot. I've got the other one here, too, there, like this. Great big charts. Flexible, nice, high-resolution vinyl. You stick them on the wall. What's great for your office. Get lots of people asking questions when they walk in. But with these two charts, you can teach Bible prophecy. I recommend you take this to your Sunday school. Oh, well, Sunday school wouldn't let me teach this. Well, no, they might not have in the past. But here shortly, they're going to want you to teach them. So you're going to want to have these charts. And it may be a neighborhood group. I mean, that's how Bible started for me. Bible prophecy started for me is in a little neighborhood Bible study. Second thing is you get my handwritten book of Revelation. Now, folks, you you remember, okay, I memorized the book of Revelation. This is where I wrote it out. So you can see I really, really and truly did. I wrote out every word of Revelation. There's places in here where if I can find one right quick, I'll show you. I, I put in charts to help myself Remember, it. and there's also all kinds of notes off in the, the edge, the margin out here, what I think this is. Now, <clears throat> the reason that's important is not because Stan Johnson did it, it's because I believe God directed me to memorize the book of Revelation, and as I did, I got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice, which I wrote in the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and part of this package is you get five copies of those books. So that's already, if you're going to, say, teach a Bible uh, prophecy class at church, if you're doing a good job of it, uh, when I started with mine, I think there was two or three. And after a couple of months, it's up to 25 or 30. So you're going to want to get extra books. So you get two of the two-color charts. You get my handbook, handwritten book of Revelation. I mean, literally, a copy of this, okay? And it's fabulous. <clears throat> you also get five DVDs where I took, like, 18 hours over three days or something like that, teaching through the book of Revelation. You also get five copies of my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, all valued at $355 for a gift of $200. And believe me, these charts, (laughs) they're expensive. That's a pretty good price, $200. But it's more than a price. These are souls. This is souls. This is soul winning. I know people don't want to hear about Bible prophecy right now, but real shortly, you let God start shaking the world, shaking the church, and they're going to start coming to you, and you want to have these charts. You want to have the information. You want to be well-read and well-studied. case some pastor shows up and says, oh, no, 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 no. oh yeah, really." you want to know more than they know, and this package will put you into that position. Okay, let me back up. Let me show you what I felt the Lord tell me to, to teach you today. Now, you notice that we're full screen today. <clears throat> meaning that I, I've asked our editor to put me off in the corner someplace so I can explain to you. This is the updated chart. This is has a few updates over the charts in the books, but the charts that we're going to be sending you are the new updated charts, which, as I speak, these updates haven't even been added to the charts so it'll be a couple of weeks before we can send you, but you will be getting the new updated charts if you order it as of this date. And the last conversation with the office, I think we only had five of the old charts, and those are probably gone by now. Anyway, so let me explain this chart. God, the audible voice said to me, sitting in this chair looking at this monitor, said the seven seals play over seven years. So from here, the seven seals play over seven years, and they conclude here on the Feast of Trumpets. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over the last seven days. Got it? So the seals play over seven years. The trumpets play over seven months. The vials play over the last seven days. Now that's huge. I wish I'd had that 2000, in in the year 2000. I wish I had that 22 years ago. It would have saved me a lot of frustration trying to understand the book of Revelation. Just that one sentence. And that was an audible voice, and I know that was God. I mean, the devil wouldn't say that, right? Anyway, now, what he did not say, by the way, I'm finding some kind of little bug here. What he did not say is that they play one seal per year. I do not think that. And I'll show you why I say it. I believe these first few seals here take place the first couple of weeks, two or three weeks. And according to Vicky Parnell, the first five have already been opened. According to Terry Bennett, the first one has been opened. And according to Byron Surley, the first four have already been opened. Now, again, I'm not ready to say that the tribulation started yet. Probably it has, which is probably the reason God directed me to teach on this tonight. So even though you may not be a big fan of Bible prophecy, you better set up and bend your ears for it on this one. You better listen. Uh, this is this is your world now. If the tribulation started, this is your world. This is your newspaper. This is your roadmap before we're going. Okay, so let me explain. When the tribulation starts, the event that starts it right up here is the first seal is open. Revelation six one. I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder. Then the next four horsemen ride. Now, one of the big questions is who are the horsemen? And they are not devils. They it's the white horse, as I used to think before I memorized the Book of Revelation. See, when when I started memorizing the Book of Revelation, it's like it's like it got in me. If that makes sense. It's like all of a sudden I understood it in a much deeper way. And I would see things that I'd never seen before, even though I've been teaching this stuff for 40 years. White horse. Bible says, and he was given a crown. He had a bow and a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So my first question is, does God give crowns to devils? I'll say it again. Does God give crowns to devils? The answer is no. Okay, The devil gives crowns to his people. God gives crowns to his people. So in that the white horse was given a crown, that tells you this is an angel of the Lord going forth to bring judgment on the sinful of the earth. So if the first one is of the Lord, that means the second one and the third one and the fourth. All of those first four horsemen there They're not of the devil. It's not the Catholic Church. It's not the communist church, communism. It's none of that. These are angels of the Lord sent forth to bring judgment on the earth. Now, if Vicki Parnell is correct, she's saying that the white horse, red horse, black horse, pale horse, and the martyr's spirit has already been released in the earth. And that may very well be. I cannot find any problem with that at all. Now, I can't confirm to I me. Mean, God has not told me that that's the case, but that could very well be. In other words, I'm not going to say that's impossible. I'm going to say that's possible. So, what are they? The white horse, red horse, those are bo- both saying war. And went out another horse that was red. And powers given to him sat there to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And to him was given a great sword. So, the red horse is war. Now, We're trying to discern if the tribulation has started. I started to put some articles out here today, and probably I will in the next program or two. All of the things that are going on, like we've never seen, at least in my lifetime, where so many nations are getting geared up for war. So if the tribulation has not started, it's very close. But it could very well have started. That's my point. Then the third seal is the black horse. And there was went out another horse that was black. Powers given him, he had a pair of ballots in his hand. And I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar say, a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Meaning things get very expensive. Essentially it's saying, and I have researched this from all different directions, and I'm not going into the deep stuff, I'm keeping it simple tonight. We're just going to do an overview. It's essentially saying you work all day long for enough food to feed you for one day. Things get very expensive, okay? Have we seen the price of goods going up like we've never seen them in our life? Uh, the answer to that would be yes, we have. Then the next one is the pale horse. And the name of him that sat thereon was called hell, and death followed with him. And power given him over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, with the beasts of the earth. <laughs> Does that sound like we could be at that? Uh, certainly so. I mean, you know, Vicky Parnell has said that uh, the, the Chinese are going to attack Hawaii and Guam and Taiwan. And now God has not told me that. But if that's true, then that would certainly fit the pale horse. Then we look at the next one is the fifth seal. I saw to the altar the souls of those that uh, were, were killed for the witness and testimony of Jesus. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true does now judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? White robes are given to every one of them, and said to them that they should rest, yet for a little season, till her fellow servants and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Are we seeing things that could be killing Christians? Well, let's see. Vaccine passports, uh, that's tracking people. They're talking about a global identification system. What do you think that is? So that they can find lost children? No. <laughs> you think that they can find people to get lost in the mountains or maybe lost in the snowdrifts in their car? No. This is so that when you don't take the mark, they can and they will find you and you will make a decision. Either you lose your life or you deny Christ. That's where we're going. Now, could that spirit be on the earth now? Without a question. Absolutely, it could be. Now, let me back up to where we are in terms of the trumpets. Here is the middle of the tribulation. Now, what happens in the middle of the tribulation? Lots and lots of big things. Lots of sparks fly in the middle of the tribulation. This is when John eats the book. Let's see, how's it go? I haven't boned up on Revelation in a long time. I memorized it five years ago. Okay, so how's it worded? You see, uh, He's giving a, him, uh, and, 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 he, and he says, take, the, the angel says, take the book and eat it up. It will be in thy mouth sweet as honey, but it will make thy belly bitter. And as soon as I'd eaten it, in my mouth it was sweet as honey. As soon as I'd eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said to me, thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. So the sweet roll is lamentations, mourning, and woe. When John eat John the Revelator, when he eats that book, that gives him the words to say, to prophesy for the last three and a half years of the tribulation. The two witnesses arrive on the earth in the middle of the tribulation. You remember I told you that August the 8th of 2015, Saturday night, I said, Lord, I don't know what to say for the, the sermon tomorrow morning, what do you want me to say? And I heard words. He said, this is the time of, of miracles. As the tribulation hits, so are my miracles. Miracles like no one has ever seen. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve, you tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. As the devil shows up, I'm going to meet him. inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. Now, that means that when the Antichrist goes in on the, the real, original Ark of the Covenant, which is a golden, covered, wooden throne of God, when he sets on that, proclaims himself God, the image of the beast points to him and says, that's God, and requires all people to worship the image of the beast or be killed. And when the false prophet points to him and says, that's the man God, everybody got to worship him. When that happens, of course, that's when he's also wounded his head to death, and he did not die, or perhaps he dies, comes back. But anyway, that's when all the world wonders after the beast. They say, who's unto the beast? Who can make war against him? That happens in the middle of the tribulation. Now, we also know that when they present the Ten Commandments, the man's Ten Commandments, which happened, I believe, it was November the 18th, when they present that, God told uh, Ron White, and I believe he told him, that uh, he is also going to release the real Ten Commandments. Now, that will get me off if I talk about that, so I'm not going to talk about that. So the two witnesses arrive, and that's all talked about here. At that same time, there is war in heaven. This is where the dragon is cast out. That old devil, the serpent, who deceiveth the whole world, is cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This is when he comes down and inhabits the body of the Antichrist. This is when the Antichrist changes. Now, I don't believe the Antichrist spirit comes out of that body. I believe that Lucifer goes into that body. Because why? Because the whole point of his existence the reason Lucifer fell is because he wants to be like the, the Most High. He wants to sit in the sides in the north. He wants to sit on the throne of God. He wants to have all the world worship him, but he's willing to make them to force them to it. Whereas God, no, God, it has to be voluntary for them to worship God. But this guy's going to, the Lucifer, that's when, probably that's when the Antichrist is wounded to death, not necessarily in the head. Says one of his heads, meaning one of the ten ru- rulers of Europe, will be wounded. Not necessarily in the head, but wounded, and it'll either he dies or he appears to die. Then he comes back to life. When he comes back to life, it's not just the Antichrist in there anymore. It's now Lucifer, because that's what he wants to do. He wants to set on the temple. He wants to set on the ark of the covenant. He wants to set in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That is his crowning moment, and he has three and a half years to set and to rule in that position. All of that. Now, let's look at the next thing. His daily wound was healed. The abomination of desolation, that's him sitting on the Ark of the Covenant. The Antichrist sits on the Ark of the Covenant. This is the image of the beast speaks. This is when the mark of the beast is required. Now, I believe that it's not totally forced upon everybody until after America falls. And I believe, based upon everything I have seen and read and studied, And God has not, I haven't got a yawn on it. Uh, I believe that that happens about four months before Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets at the very end. Now, let's go on with this chart, then I'll get to the next chart. Okay, so this is the middle of the tribulation. Then we scoot along until we hit Apophis. Apophis is a stadium-sized meteor. That, according to NASA, is scheduled to hit April 13th of 2029. This is the first trumpet, in my opinion. And from the first trumpet, the second trumpet, third trumpet, the fourth, if you look at those little lines going up here, all of these lines all head up to about the same area. In other words, I believe all of these first four trumpets take place probably over a couple of week period. And this is some really bad stuff at that time. This is when we see, well, I'm going to have to jump to the other. All right, let me jump to the other uh, chart to show you what happens here. Now, put this, this, this is the last seven months. Understand this if you want to stay with me. This is the last seven months from here to here. Okay. From here to here is also the last seven months. So here's first fruits on this chart. Now, let me show you on the other chart. Here's first fruits on this chart. Here's the wheat harvest or Pentecost on this chart. Here it is here. So you see yellow and blue, and here you see yellow and blue. So this is the last seven months. This is the last seven months. Now, let me show you on this chart what we're talking about. So <clears throat> the next verse I'm going to quote is probably one of the best verses that absolutely destroys the theory that there is a pre rapture. Revelation 14, 1. Look it up, because none of the pre-tribbers have an answer for this. They don't have an answer for it because it messes up their whole theory. Revelation 14, 1. I looked, and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Zion. Okay, what does that mean? You go into Zechariah 14, and it says that when Jesus returns, he sets his foot down upon the Mount of Olives. It splits in two to the north, south, east, west. Water comes out. Well, that's Mount of Olives. That's not the Mount Zion. Mount of Olives is about a 30-minute walk from Mount Zion. So it's two different events. And again, that messes with their theory of a pre-trib rapture. So the next time Jesus returns, he returns on first fruits. This is part of the secret door. Remember that I had uh, 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice, which I put into the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. And I was talking, I'll tell you the story. I was talking to a nurse because I was in the hospital. This I, this arm here had this big uh, infection in it. And I had streaks running up my arm. And they said, you're not going home for two or three days. We're putting you on 24-hour antibiotics. This happened, I don't know, five, six years ago. Well, about five years ago. Well, one of the ladies came in and told me she that was a Christian, even though she's from India. She's a Christian. Her whole family is a Christian. Anyway, <clears throat> So I was in a conversation with her, and I was saying something, and it was faster than a blink of an eye. But as I was talking to this nurse, all of a sudden I got a vision. I finished the sentence. I finished the conversation. After the lady walked out of the room, then I went back to look at the vision. It's a strange thing. It never happened to be like that before. But anyway, what I saw is two books side by side. Didn't see them on a bookcase. I saw just two books. And the one on the left... Over here was the book of Moses, or the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. The one on the right hand over here was the book of Revelation. Then in the middle, (laughs) I don't have anything about it. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, was a stick of butter. Now, this is a flashlight I've got here, about that wide, except for the stick of butter was a little bit bigger, and it wasn't a stick of butter, it was a time tunnel, but it was about that big. And in that split second, he showed me that there is a secret door. It's one word. It's the word fruits found in, Le- in Leviticus 23.10, and then also Revelation 14.4. And when you have that secret door, the word fruits, then all of a sudden the prophecies in this chart you're looking at link to the prophecies of Revelation. And all of a sudden, it can all be put into correct chronological order. Cut myself with a box cutter accidentally today. So anyway, so those seven feasts are Passover, Unleavened Bread, first fruits, Pentecost, Trumpets, Atonement, and Tabernacles. Now, the first two, Passover and Unleavened Bread, already fulfilled. We're not concerned with those. Yes, I know. The next one, first fruits, was fulfilled with Jesus being in the earth three days. That's the reason it says here Jesus, first fruits of them that slept. That's scripture. But when he arrives, Revelation 14, 4 goes on to say, I looked and the lower lamb stood upon the Mount Zion. And with, by the way, I know this is complicated and it's probably flying over your head. Okay. That's this part of the second vision I had. He showed me that some things cannot be learned by audio and visual. Like right now, you're probably struggling struggling mightily to try and understand this. So he said, I needed to put it in a book. That's the, the secret door to understand Bible prophecy book. 20 bucks for one, don't do that. Instead, get you five books for, I think it's 35. Five books for $35, that gives you four to give away. And we also sell them by the case. Uh, and... I don't know, it's been out for, I don't know, four years. Sold, I don't know, 15, 20, maybe 25,000 of those books. My emails and every one of them, my emails and every one of these videos, you know, to this day, I have not got one, not one email saying I have a hole in my head. Not one saying, I disagree with you. I don't think you know what you're talking about on that book. Instead, people buy more of them and more of them, they buy them by the case and they love it. I got another compliment today. From a a very very well rehearsed and well studied, you would know the name. <clears throat> but I haven't. He hasn't given me permission to mention it. But love the book. Read the book many times. Um. I don't think I'm special. I think that God simply used me because you're special. I think you are a watchman. I think God is preparing you, trying to give you a lot of souls, trying to use you to explain all of this to a lot of people out there. It's very, very important that you understand this. It's very important. Again, you can get the book, but here, here, let me go back to that again. I strongly recommend you get this one. The Watchman Package. It's the two charts. Okay. Here we go. Two big charts. Like this. There you go. Okay, you can see the chart. Two big charts. Two foot by three foot. Nice vinyl. They're really nice. My handwritten book of Revelation five DVD set of me teaching through the book of Revelation, five copies of secret door, all of this value $355 for gift of $200. Look at it this way. Would you spend $200 to win one soul? If you would, if you consider yourself a watchman, would you get this package? Because But Stan, how do I know I'm a watchman? If you watch this program to this point, even if this is the first time you've watched it, you are a watchman. No one could set through the kind of things I'm talking about here if they're not a watchman. You are a watchman. Now, I would say with all kindness, get busy watching. Warn people. Look, God is going to start sending people your way. And you don't want to sit there with your finger in your ear saying, I don't know. You want to have an answer. Watchman Package will help you to do that. All right, let me, let me back up. I want to try to get through this. So anyway, 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. How do you know the one-year-old Jewish boys? Again, that's a whole chapter. Go into the book, get the book, and, and I explain all that. And I give you verses for it. So anyway, he comes down here, uh, puts his feet, foot down on the Mount of Zion first, resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. Then he walks around for 50 days. Until Pentecost. At Pentecost, now according to what Vicki Parnell was told, she said as the bombs from the plane, the Russian bombs coming down from the plane to hit Israel, talking about the uh, the warning of Demetri Dudeman, that we go up. Well, I hadn't seen it exactly that way because I didn't know whether it would be the fall of Babylon before and then the, the, the people go up or the people go up and then the fall of Babylon. And I've been saying that for several years now. But hers put it in, her, 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 her dream or visitation put it into the correct order. So apparently as the bombs come down, now I'm not talking about suitcase nukes, I'm talking about full-blown bombs. When the bombs come down, we go up. That's not the rapture. Everybody that goes up at that point is ready, according to the parable. Those that are ready get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, the only people that get in are those, what are these arrayed in white robes, whence came they? I said to him, Sir, thou knowest these are they which came out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they before the throne of God and served him day and night in his temple. That's what we're talking about. That's at the marriage supper of the Lamb. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, we are. it's not about us. We are guests. We only get a marriage uh, wedding garment. Jesus, however, then changes from being the Lamb of God to become the king of, the, the line of Judah, the tribe of Judah. He changed it from becoming the prince of the kings of the earth to become the king of kings and lord of lords. He is brought forth before the ancient of days, and he is given dominion, kingdom, and a glory. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. He is then crowned with many crowns. He is crowned king of kings, lord of lords. He's given a vesture dipped in his own blood, and then he comes forth and serves us at the marriage supper. Now, let me ask you a question. If you didn't make it to the marriage supper, can you be the wife? Can you be the bride of Christ? See, a lot of people think, well, anybody that asks Jesus into their heart any time, uh, they're the bride of Christ. Uh, not necessarily. Only those that are ready. That's the reason the very next verse says, Revelation 14, 4, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their, way, and their works do follow them. This is saying, okay, look it. You didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb because you weren't ready. Why? Because your wicks went out. Your lamps went out. You didn't have enough of the whatever qualifies you to go. But you still get all your rewards. There's another scripture that says, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, the same will I give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessel of a potter that should be broken to shivers even as the received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. The morning star is that that light sword that comes out of the mouth, the two witnesses have it. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. That all takes place. That's the marriage supper of the Lamb. We go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Jesus comes forth and he serves us for about four months. Then <clears throat> for the grape harvest, the seventh trumpet is Armageddon. We get white horses. Jesus gets a white horse and the two angels with sharp sickles get horses. And all the armies in heaven get horses, and we, ret- we we ride behind Jesus. There's Jesus, the two angels with sickles, and then the armies in heaven and us in tow. We do not fight. We simply watch our hero, Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, on his vesture and on his thighs, the name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And this is when he destroys the armies of the earth. This is when it says... Uh, and the beast was taken with him. The, here, let me back up. And uh, I saw the armies of the earth gathered together, and the kings gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army. And the, and the beast and the false prophet were taken, which wrought miracles before them, with which they deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. And I'm running out of time. I'm running out. Of time. Okay, so, so, and the rim was slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. That's Armageddon. Now, at Armageddon, there's some people that aren't destroyed. The Bible says those that endure to the end shall be saved. Now, the word they're saved, is not saying that they get eternal life. They're saved from the wrath. Well, here's the problem. What's the wrath? Some people misunderstand, thinking it's seven-year tribulation. That's wrong. The wrath is the morning star that happens when Jesus returns with the breath of his nostril, brandishes his sword, his light sword. He blows it down, and as that light hits the earth, the tares fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones. All the grapes are slashed by the angels with the two sickles, and as it hits us, out of our belly flows rivers of living water. All of a sudden, we get all of our mantles and, and crowns and rewards. It lights the earth on fire. The sun is out; it never relights. It doesn't need the light because Jesus is the light of the world. And those people that did not take the mark of the beast, but they didn't receive Jesus either. They are the corners, not harvested. That's the nations. That's what the Bible calls them, the nations. They are told, if you sin one time, then you're destroyed. And a morning star judge shows up at the speed of thought, hits them with a morning star. They fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. That all happens at Feast of Trumpets. Now, Ten days later, it's atonement. It's over here. This is only the dead. No Christian reports here. Anyone that had the opportunity to receive Jesus, anybody would report here. Those that never got the chance to receive Jesus, in other words, like, say, Adam and Eve, uh, Noah, and all of those people, I saw the dead. See, this is the, only the dead here. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged that, are those things written in the books according to the works. I'm sorry, I'm probably saying it so fast you can't keep up with it. But the, the dead report here. Then, five days later is the new Jerusalem. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and that comes down here. Now, all of this is covered in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. And he may have me talk on this for several days. I don't know. But I'm telling you, this is no longer a research project. This is no longer a hobby. This is something everybody better be learning. This is the front page of your newspaper if we're in the tribulation or if we're very close to the tribulation, which is why he had me change what I was going to bring today. So let me go on to the package. Here's what you want to do. You want to get the Watchman's Package. Two charts, right here. Two big, nice vinyl charts, five books, five DVDs, and a copy of my book where I wrote out the book of Revelation, okay? 200 bucks, $200, and think how many souls you can save. I know people don't want to hear this stuff right now. But the day is coming and fast approaching where they're going to look you up. Can you explain to me? You've been trying to talk to me about this Bible prophecy stuff, this end time stuff now. Can, can you explain to me what's going on? I'm glad you asked. So you, if you pray and ask, God will probably have you start doing a Bible study where you're teaching this stuff. That's how it happened with me. As we celebrate the season, let Joseph's Kitchen make it memorable with healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread. I'm Leslie, Owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, our goal is to help you live a more happy and healthy life. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients are ready for easy, everyday use, but are also designed for long-term storage. Whether you're looking to make healthy homemade whole wheat bread or want to make sure your family is prepared, Joseph's Kitchen is prepackaged to take all the guesswork work out. We personally test each harvest to make sure you are getting the highest quality ingredients. At Joseph's Kitchen, we pride ourselves on our quality equipment and all-natural ingredients. We are your farm-to-table alternative. Our ingredients are ready for easy, everyday use, but are also designed for long-term storage, making them a wonderful holiday gift for you or a loved one. Go to josephskitchen.com to order today. Be sure to use the promo code on your screen to receive your free gift. Be sure to ask about our new spreadable honeys.